الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين صدق الله from the time of the creation of Hazrat Adam alayhi salam, humanity at large was faced with a certain enemy who was jealous of him, who always wanted to do him down, 
and that was Iblis Shaitan. After the creation of Adam alayhi salam, and Allah Ta'ala had commanded the angels, including Iblis, to make sajda to prostrate before Adam alayhi salam, Iblis had refused, he rejected. Aba was takbar wa kana min al kafirin. He refused to make sajda, he refused to prostrate before Adam alayhi salam, was takbar out of pride, out of arrogance. He did not fulfill this command of Allah. Allah Ta'ala questioned him that this is my command. Why did you refuse to bow down? He responds and he says, Ana khayrum min. I am better than him. I am better than Adam alayhi salam. Khalaqatani min nar wa khalaqatahu min teen. Shaitan is addressing Allah Ta'ala. And Shaitan is telling Allah that, Oh Allah, you created me from fire. And you created him from clay. You created him from sand. Hence, I am better than him. So Shaitan rejected the command of Allah to prostrate before Adam alayhi salam. This led to his eternal curse from the side of Allah, his eternal damnation. But Shaitan, Iblis, does not want to go to Jahannam, does not want to burn in the hellfire alone. He wants to take as many of the children of Adam alayhi salam as he can. Hence this world that we are in, amongst the different trials, amongst the different tests, amongst the different different tribulations that come upon us, is the continuous fight, the continuous battle that takes place between the children of Adam alayhi salam, you and I, and Iblis and the followers of Iblis. This world is a battlefield, while indeed there may be different battles taking place, amongst insan each and every person in his own individual capacity is fighting a battle day in and day out and this battle he is fighting is against iblis is against shaitan and the army of shaitan allah ta'ala makes mention in the quran majid very clearly ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tattabi'u khutuwati shaitan all those who have iman or believers do not follow in the footsteps of shaitan ya ayyuhalladheena all those who have Iman enter into Iman in totality. Again, do not follow in the footsteps, do not follow the path of Shaitan. Indeed, he is an open enemy for you. He is an open enemy for you. Shaitan did not, did not obey the command of Allah, and instead of him asking for forgiveness, Instead of him turning to Allah Ta'ala in Tawbah, he tried to fight, use his logic and understanding and he tried to justify his wrong. And he tells Allah that I am better than him. You created me from fire, you created him from clay. Hence, according to my logical reasoning and understanding, I should not be making sajda before him. Before the command of Allah, he uses his logic and he tries to justify his action. It leads to his eternal damnation. It leads to his ruin and destruction. On the other hand, our father Adam salam, when he had made that mistake and he had eaten from what he was not supposed to, instead of him trying to justify his action, he turns to Allah Ta'ala in Tawbah and repentance. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam ta'fib lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Not trying to justify his action like Iblis.
Iblis, like Shaitan, rather immediately he says, Oh Allah, we have wronged ourselves. We have wronged ourselves, turning to Allah Ta'ala in Tawbah and repentance, not trying to justify one's action. Allah Ta'ala in the Quran Majid mentions very clearly, with regards to the enmity of Shaitan, with regards to his hatred for us, إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوًا Something that you should not be mistaken about. Do not be led into folly. Do not fall into deception with regards to shaitan, with regards to his traps, with regards to the entertainment, with regards to the beautification you find around you, with regards to all the different instruments, all the different tools of shaitan. Allah Ta'ala mentions very clearly, Inna shaitan lakum shaitan for you is an enemy. He is an enemy. He has no love for you. He does not wish well for you. He does not have any goodness for you. Inna shaitana lakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. He is an enemy for you. Hence, you take him as being an enemy. You take him as being an enemy. Do not follow his footsteps. Do not follow his ways. Do not fall into his traps. Do not fall into different forms of seduction. Do not fall into the different forms of, of tools that shaitan uses in this world. Hence, take him as an enemy. Allah Ta'ala makes mention in many verses of the Quran Majid and many ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The different methodologies that are adopted by shaitan are mentioned in the Quran Majid. The one is you have an enemy and you, you do not know how that enemy is going to attack. What's the weapons he will use? What's the strategies he has? How powerful he is? If you do not know this, it becomes difficult to combat, to, to, to combat that enemy. Here with regards to shaitan who is our greatest enemy, although we may not be able to see him, Although we cannot physically see shaitan, however, if we look at the Quran Majid and Ahadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all the different methodologies that he will adopt has already been mentioned to us. We already made aware with regards to the different instruments of shaitan, with regards to the different tools he will use in order to mislead man. Allah Ta'ala in, in, the, in the Quran Majid makes mention that he is your enemy. Now what are the different tools? Number one, Allah Ta'ala makes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains with regards to how discreet and with regards to how silent shaitan will be in attacking you inna shaitan yajri minal insan majrad dam o kamaqal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says shaitan moves in man like how his blood moves within him you will not feel the movement of the blood but the blood is there, the blood blood is circulating. Like that shaitan will be there in insan. He will be there waiting for an opportunity in order to pounce, in order to in order to mislead man, in order to ensure not fulfill the command of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So what are the different tools? What are the different instruments that shaitan has at his disposal in order for him to mislead man? Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Quran Majid, addressing shaitan, wastavziz, manista. One, the voice of shaitan. Mislead among them who you can using the voice of shaitan. What is the voice of shaitan? Music. Musical instruments. Whether the words are English, whether the words are in Arabic, 
whatever words that music may be played in, if there are musical instruments that are accompanying that sound, it will not be permissible, it will be haram. Although it may be Arabic words, although it may be in praise of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah if it has musical instruments that are accompanying it, this is not permissible. This falls under it being music, it will fall as being the, it will be regarded as the voice of shaitan. Music, Rasulullah says, causes nifaq, causes hypocrisy to grow in the heart, like how water causes the grass to grow. Like this, this is how dangerous music is. This is one instrument, one tool of shaitan. Another tool, Allah Ta'ala makes mention in the Quran Majid with regards to wine, with regards to wine and gambling. إِنَّمَا يُرِيدُ الشَّيْطَانِ اَيْ يُوْقِيَ بَيْنَكُمُ الْعَدَاوَةَ وَالْبَغْضَاءِ فِي الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ وَيَسُدَّكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُنْتَهُونَ Indeed, shaitan wants to, wants to bring within you enmity and hatred using using wine and using gambling innama yuridu shaitan ayuqiya binakum al-adawata wal-baghda fil khamri wal-maysir wa yasuddakum an dhikrillah and he will use this in order to stop you from the remembrance of Allah wa yasuddakum an dhikrillah wa anis salah and he will use this in order to stop you and prevent you from salah wine and gambling perhaps in the past talking about alcohol talking about these types of intoxicants was something that we did not need to show so much of attention to but unfortunately today in many circles in society this has become common when now the father or the mother is complaining to that to the to the alim that my son is unfortunately addicted to alcohol my son is upon alcohol my son is on different forms of of, of substance abuse this has been, this is one of the weapons of shaitan innama yuridu shaitan ay yuqiya bainakum al-adawata wal-baghda fi al-khamri misir and just a point for us to ponder over but here the Allah Ta'ala is making mention that this is one of the weapons of shaitan wine and gambling before this we spoke about another weapon of shaitan that of music combine these three together you having music you having wine and wine and alcohol and you having gambling and you will find in each and every sport that is played on the international level whether soccer whether cricket whether rugby whatever sport it may be you will find these three instruments of shaitan has to be there there has to be gambling, there has to be intoxicants, there has to be wine, there has to be alcohol. To such an extent, a Muslim country can host the World Cup, but their alcohol must be coming in. Why? In order for them to have the sport, they will have to have this alcohol. We need to ask ourselves, are we going to align ourselves with these so-called sports stars, with these superstars of the world? Are we going to idolize them? Are we going to make them the role models in our lives? When these things are found in what they are promoting, these things are found in this. These are the instruments of shaitan. How can this be something good? How can this be something accepted in the deen of Islam? In the sharia of Rasulullah when evil upon evil upon evil is found within it. When evil upon evil is found within it. Hence this is food for thought for each and every one of us. Year in and year out, a person is going to dedicate so much of time, so much of time, so much of his energy is utilized in following a certain team that my team must do well in the Premier League, my team must win the Champions League, never mind this year they lost, next year, if not next year, the following year, year upon year of his life, so much of time is being wasted. 
in order for him to support a team thousands of kilometers away. He is idolizing them, so to say, worshiping them, missing salah because of them. They do not even know he exists. They do not even know he exists. They just worried about a pocket. You're going to sacrifice your deen. You're sacrificing your salah. You're sacrificing your relationship with Allah. You're sacrificing so much in order to appease them. Not even appease them. In order to appease your soul that my team won. Let us completely remove ourselves from this. Completely sacrifice this for the sake of Allah. This is something which has no benefit for us in our deen. Has no benefit for us in our dunya. So this is food for thought for us with regards to these different instruments of shaitan. Another instrument of shaitan for men in particular is the woman of the ummah. The woman of the ummah, shaitan uses this, he utilizes this as a weapon in order for him to mislead man, in order to put him into sin. And Billah, at times, even for him to come out of iman, he is willing to forsake his deen in order to be with a certain woman. In order to be with a certain woman. An incident is mentioned. Ibn Juzi rahimullah, he makes mention. And he says that there was a person who was the muazzin in the, in the city of Baghdad for 40 years. 40 years he was calling out the azan regularly in this masjid in Baghdad. His name was Salih. On one occasion he is climbing, upon the, uh, uh, to, climbing to go to the minaret in order to call out the azan. Not like the sound system like today that can, that can take place within, on the ground level. They will go up into the minaret in order to call out the azan. As he is climbing, his eyes fall upon one of the neighbors. One of the neighbors in the surroundings of the masjid, she was a Christian girl. As soon as his eyes fall upon her, what did Rasulullah say with regards to casting lustful glances? This is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. This is a poisonous arrow of shaitan. In the Quran, Majid, Allah Ta'ala completely shuts out the different avenues of zina. Allah Ta'ala says, From the very beginning, when zina can possibly take place, from the very beginning, O Muhammad, say to the believing men, Lower their gazes. Lower their gazes, do not cast lustful glances. And protect, and protect their chastity. Another verse. Generally, one verse will be sufficient for both the males and the females. One command addressed to both. With regards to the lowering of the gaze, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believing men separately. The next verse, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believing females. Say to the believing woman as well that they should also lower their gazes and guard their chastity so Sali was climbing upon the upon the minarat in order to call the azan his eyes fall upon the Christian girl that young girl immediately he becomes infatuated with her he comes down he goes to this house he presents himself before this girl and he says that I want to be with you I want to marry I want to marry you she says this is not possible this is not possible until you leave the Deen of Islam until you leave the deen of Islam, he says, I am wholeheartedly willing to do so. Na'uzu billah, he utters the words of kufr. And he says, Na'uzu billah, that he has nothing to do with Islam. She says, I am still not pleased. I am still not happy. You are just telling this to me now in order to appease me, in order to get what you want with me. Later on, you will go back to your deen. He says, there's pork here. Why don't you partake of this pork? He eats that pork. Still, she is not happy. She says, here there is alcohol. Partake of this alcohol. He then takes this, he then partakes of that 
alcohol until now he becomes intoxicated in the state of intoxication he now wants to approach her he now wants to he, he now wants to touch her she becomes scared she runs and she, to a certain room and she locks the door she tells him you will have to wait for my father to come home when my father comes we will now decide this matter however you do not wait here go and wait on the roof of the house in that state of intoxication as he is climbing up to up, up, up onto the roof he loses balance he falls and in this state he passes away he dies he dies in the state that muazzin was calling out the azan for 40 years in the masjid in baghdad and because of him casting that lustful glance and because of him taking that that route of going to fulfill his desires he leaves this world in a state of kufr he leaves this world without iman one hadith Rasulullah makes mention لا يخلون رجل بإمرأة إلا كان ثالثهما الشيطان أو كما قال Rasulullah says a man will not go into seclusion with a woman whether that woman is his secretary, whether she is his PA, whether it's a business contract that needs to be discussed whether a supplier, whether a purchaser, whoever it may be a man will not go into seclusion with a woman except shaitan will be the third among them shaitan is not going to motivate them to perform salah shaitan is not going to motivate them to be obedient to allah shaitan is not going to motivate them to lower their gaze i will not need to speak anything further there is enough incidents of marriages breaking because of what happens in the office because of this not being under control this is from the weapons of shaitan a man being in seclusion with a woman is only inviting trouble these are the different weapons that shaitan use how do we protect ourselves from shaitan how do we ensure protection many different many different Procedures have been mentioned in the Quran Majid and Ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Ta'ala makes mention, وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ First and foremost, seek the protection of Allah. Shaitan has his weapons. Shaitan may have all the different tools, but he is still a creation of Allah. He is not beyond the control of Allah, na'uzu billah. Shaitan is, is a creation of Allah. Turn to Allah Ta'ala, seek the protection of Allah from Shaitan. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min hamazati shayateen wa'udhu bika rabbi ayyahdurun. One of the duas, that oh Allah, I seek your protection from the different, from, the, from, from, from Shaitan misleading me. So one is to seek the protection of Allah together with this Tilawat of the Qur'an Majid. Some specific surahs have been mentioned with regards to protection. Mu'awazatin, reciting Surah Falaq al-Nas, Ayat al-Kubsi, as we mentioned as specifically a form. If a person recites Ayat al-Kubsi at home, Shaitan leaves that home, he will not be able to enter that home. Similarly, reciting the different Masnoon du'as, taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is extremely important when entering the toilet, when coming out of the toilet, even when entering the masjid. One hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam explains that is a certain dua. If a person recites it when he enters the masjid, then shaitan announces that this person for the rest of the day, this person is protected from me. Similarly, when a person leaves his home, something so small, takes a few seconds. If a person recites the dua when leaving his home, Bismillah, an angel makes an announcement and he addresses him and says, Hudita, wa kufita, wa wukita, that you have been guided, you are upon the path of guidance. Wa kufita, all your needs have been seen to seen 
into wawqita and you have you have, you have entered into divine protection the shaitan announces to the other shayateen that kayfa bika how is how are you going to get the better of a person how are you going to mislead a person who has who, who has been guided that person who has been protected that person that that, that person who has been safeguarded and his needs have been sufficed how are you going to get it get the better of him so this is the different masnoon duas many many duas of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam have the the, the benefits one is fulfilling the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but together with that the benefit of being protected from the different influences of shaitan may Allah ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq of bringing alive the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may he allow us also to see the different plots of shaitan and protect ourselves from it one very beautiful prescription is that a person with regards to the different aspects in his life he consults ulama he consults people of knowledge Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam makes mention one one alim, one person of knowledge, ashaddu ala shaitan is more severe, more difficult for shaitan than alfi abid, than 1000 worshippers who do not have knowledge. A person is worshipping Allah but he does not know whether what he is doing is correct or not. One person having knowledge will be able to guide all thousand of them in order to show them what is the right part, what, what, the, what is the right thing to do and in order to avoid the different shafts of shaitan. May Allah ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq wa akhibu da'wana alhamdulillahi wa what is announcements to be made? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Um, I was invited last week as well to speak about this very short message, but uh, we've been given a few more minutes. Um, we all know that uh, next year is the elections, and I think we touched on this last week. But I think the more pertinent issue is what is happening abroad and how it affects us as Muslims. Uh, we do know that there's a ceasefire at the moment, and uh, unfortunately, the fighting has started again. Sadly, a lot of the, the Palestinians have been affected lives have been lost but the reason why we thought it necessary to mention a few words locally in South Africa is because um, there's a lot of change that is happening over the last 20 odd years 25 odd years since 1994 until now and if you look at the stats in the way the whole Israeli political parties have been gaining momentum from 1994 until now, they've been slowly gaining momentum. At the first election in 94, the GA won about 1.6% national vote. It's slowly been picking up. And we've seen the drama that has happened in Cape Town where freedom to stand with the oppressed people was actually shunned, was stifled, and we saw the true face of apartheid that we thought was gone. And it's actually come back again. And we've seen pockets of apartheid all over South Africa. We pray it doesn't come back again. But I think the reason why 
scholars on the member need to bring this topic up. I'm not a scholar. I'm just a local um, layman. And I think this topic needs to be bring, brought up again because what is the role of Muslims in South Africa? Because Alhamdulillah, we have the freedom to practice our faith in South Africa better than most countries around the world. And we all sing that praise, Alhamdulillah, we're the most, we, we are the country that has the most freedom to practice faith. Most non-Muslim countries don't even have the freedom to practice faith and to speak out against the oppressed like we as Muslims in this country have. And I think we shouldn't be taking that for granted. Because there's a, there's a huge tide of there's a huge tide of opposition that wants to silence that ability for us to practice our faith freely, and it's purely because let's not make a mistake: the ANC government or the ruling party didn't give us the freedom for us to practice our faith freely in this country. It is Allah, and we should be thankful that Allah has given us that opportunity in this country to do that. Let's not make a mistake to think, yes, we need to thank the ANC or the constitution of the country. Yes, it might be mentioned there that there's freedom to practice faith, but it is a lie ultimately that says to you, I've given you this opportunity, I've given you this window, what are you doing with it? What are you as Muslims in South Africa doing with it? Are we going to lay back and say, listen, we don't need to vote. We have our masjids, we have our functions, we have our dialogue rooms, we have our madrasa, we have our functions, we have our business. We all need to be part of the socio-economic sphere of the country. We don't need to get involved. A hundred-year-old guy becomes the CEO of a corporate and is Muslim. Alhamdulillah, well done. But as one society, as one Muslim society, what are we doing? And I think it's very important for us to consider that when there is oppression, when there is mismanagement of funds, when there is stealing that's happening in Parliament, Muslims in this country should be right in the front of that march. Not at home, not watching it on TV, we should be right in front. Because Allah specifically says in the Quran, I command you to enjoin good and to forbid evil. And what are we doing as Muslims in this country? So my short message is not to give a lecture, but to prompt um, momentum amongst the ulama to be able to talk about this topic, because it's very relevant. And I think most members around the country need to talk about this. What is our role in the upcoming election? Firstly, we have to register to vote. That's a given. We must do that. Because you can't be affecting change if you're standing outside the door screaming at the top of your lungs about how bad the country is going. We've got to be in the room. We need to affect change in the room. And the only way that you can affect change is if you speak out against oppression. There's no point in saying that it doesn't affect us. National elections doesn't affect us. It does affect us. We're not living in a silo. We're living amongst the community of this country. So 
My intention here today was to prompt a response by the audience to talk about this. Jazakallah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. Hayya ala as-salam Hayya ala as-salam Hayya ala al-falah Hayya ala al-falah Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar La ilaha illa Allah الحمد لله الحمد لله أكبر الذي خلق الإنسان وكبر وعلمه من البيان ما لم يعلم فسبحان الذي لا يحصى امتنانه باللسان ولا بالقلم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن أولى الناس بي المتقون من كانوا حيث كانوا وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات شيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ونسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضم الا نفسه ولا يضم الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشهدهم في أمر الله عمر وأستقهم حياء وأثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفبة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادب ذنبا مدوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غبدا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قبني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزد 
تزيغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إن أنت الوهاب اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم انصرهم في غزة اللهم انصرهم في فلسطين اللهم انصرهم في كل مكان يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم عليك باليهود الغاصبين اللهم عليك بهم فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وزلزل أقدامهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حيا للصلاة حيا للصلاة حيا للفلاح حيا للفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بأصحاب الفيل ألم يجعل كيدهم في تضليل وأرسل عليهم طيرا أبابيل ترميهم بحجارة من سجيل فجعلهم كعصف مأكول الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد الله أكبر
Sami'allahu liman hamidah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. 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 Alhamdulillah.